0: I'm Laurie Mallon, and this is the Profitable Health Coach Podcast, the show where we're all about creating a sustainable, enjoyable, and profitable online coaching business that gives you the freedom and flexibility that you want. We'll hear about strategies, systems, and solutions from experts and fellow coaches who've created the business of their dreams, providing amazing transformations and connecting with clients across the globe. You'll learn how to get started without the technical overwhelm. Join me on this journey to become a profitable health coach. Welcome everyone. Today I am here with Stacey Reed, who is a Facebook ads expert and strategist. She is obsessed with elevating brands to new heights with strategic marketing. She has generated over $150 million running paid social ad campaigns for Zappos and for some of the largest shoe and apparel brands in the world. She uses her 11 years of marketing experience to amplify brands as the CEO of her consulting agency, Stacy Zeal & Company. And when she's not speaking or consulting, she's practicing yoga and inspiring others to live their best lives out loud. Welcome, Stacy.
1: Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm excited because this is our first episode talking about paid traffic and ads. And I think this is one of those things that people either jump into too soon and and don't see results and get frustrated or they avoid it because they just are intimidated and they don't understand it. Um, So I'd love to kind of pull back the curtain and understand What do we need to know about ads before we get started? What's the best way to use them and how to leverage them to grow your business? How's that sound?
1: That sounds awesome. Love answering those questions.
0: Perfect. So (laughs) let's start with you and and how you came to be a Facebook ads expert and strategist. And what did that, what did your path look like?
1: Yeah, my path is definitely, I'm very multi-passionate. So my path has a lot of different bumps in it. But one thing that has been consistent is marketing. Um I've been in marketing for 11 years I went to school for marketing did internships and stuff for marketing Um, And really just at that time, social media for business was just becoming a thing. I remember having my, what the best internship I ever had, she, the the director, she was just like, can you figure out like Facebook for business? Can you figure out Twitter for business? Because businesses are now using them for, you know, marketing and we, you know, you're the designated millennial. Um, And so you, you know, you figure this out. And so I'm like, okay, sure. And so From there, I remember setting up our first Facebook account. I remember setting up our first Twitter accounts and and that kind of thing. And from there, social media marketing has just stuck with me. And so, in a lot of the different roles that I've had, um, whether in corporate or freelancing and helping clients, I've always helped them some in some kind of way with their social media. Um, and figuring out ways to use social media to connect to different areas of their business. Um, I remember when my clients, I was helping my clients with their social media channels and I realized they don't have a website. We don't have anywhere to send these people to to, you know, check out your offers and see what, you know, and, and buy your book or or do whatever. Um, And so I taught myself how to build websites because I was like, you need a website. (laughs) And so, you know, I've always had that mind of like everything needs to connect and everything needs to come together um, with your marketing so that you can get to the next level. It's not just one strategy or one thing. And so fast forward through, you know, career of also being a yoga teacher, also being a makeup artist and exploring my interests, um, I ended up taking a step back to just say like, what do I want my life to look like? What do I want to do in my life? And I have these kind of foundational moments in my life, at least like once a year where I have to ask myself, like, what do you want? Are you on the path that you want to continue to stay on? And so before I got to... um <clears throat> when I started applying for jobs, I was like, I want to be really intentional. And I said, I want to have a big brand on my resume. I want to work as part of a big marketing team so I can really understand, you know, and and take my skills to the next level. Um, And what I realized is that when you ask and when you put it out to the universe, the universe sends it back to you tenfold. And so what happened is that I ended up working at um, Zappos. And at Zappos, I was the paid social advertising senior coordinator, long title. But really what I did was run all of the paid social um, at Zappos. And so that includes things like Facebook ads, Instagram ads, but then also Pinterest ads, Snapchat ads, TikTok ads, all of the different ways that you can use social media for advertising um, is what I got immersed into when I got to Zappos. And I did that for four years. I generated over $150 million working for like big brands like Ugg and Crocs and Nike and running these campaigns and really figuring out like what does it take to actually sell product and to actually sell your services or, or to really market um, and advertise on a social platform? Because there is that crossover between it being an advertising platform, but also being a social platform. And so you have to keep those things in mind when you are creating campaigns and marketing for it. And so, Now, you know, I just left Zappos about two months ago as we're recording this in April of 2022, and so now I'm officially on my own. Um, I am the CEO of Stacey Zielen Co., and I really help clients with understanding how they could use marketing, strategic marketing, and as well as Facebook ads to really get take their business to the next level. Um, and so that's how I got into it. It really started with organic social media and really fully understanding that and understanding really the different fundamentals of marketing. Like when I was, you know, started out my career, like I was reading books on the foundations of marketing, not just, you know, it, back then you really had to be a generalist. You had to be like, I remember being a digital marketing person. Um, now it's like you are a social media person or you're an ads person or you're, all these different specializations, which is awesome. But back then, you really had to be a jack of all trades. And so that's really how I got to where I am now.
0: I love that you were the designated millennial. Is that an official title? Do they call (laughs) you that like to your face? Or is it like just by default, they just kind of look around and say, "Um, okay, you're the one, you're our young person, like you're our, you're in the age group that understands, quote unquote, understands this social media. So guess what, (laughs) you're it.
1: That's literally how it happened and I was I have been called the designated millennial before like I um, My and the first job in that internship. I was she didn't call me a designated millennial I feel like we were similar in age, but she was definitely a little bit older than me but recently like in my um, when I worked at when I was I lived in Las Vegas for a while and When I was working in when I was living in Las Vegas I worked for this company called Frius and it was the largest transportation provider in Las Vegas So like taxis limos shuttles and I did marketing there, and I was literally called the designated millennial specifically. And the and and they and the way that that came up in this position was that Uber and Lyft were just coming to Las Vegas, and they were just like, I don't understand why people would want to get in a car with a stranger. Can you figure this out? So literally, part of my job was spying on Uber, spying on Lyft, figuring out like what are they doing in our market, and seeing like how can we compete. And so I brought in, you know, we we ended up bringing going... I'm working with this app called Curb, which is essentially like an Uber or Lyft, but it connects you with taxi cabs. That company since, you know, has still gone under because it really was just like, you know, people trying to put a Band-Aid solution on uh, on, on a bigger problem, a bigger transportation company problem. Um, But, yeah, I have been called the designated millennial before. <laughs> That's really funny. I feel like I'm always the youngest person whenever... Uh, And any of my corporate jobs, well, other than Zappos, there was like, you know, a bunch of us that were similar age, younger, my boss was actually even younger than me. And so um, outside of that, I was, I've always been the youngest person.
0: (laughs) So one thing that you mentioned that I thought was really important to bring up is that, you know, your, your marketing doesn't exist in a silo, right? So you took a holistic approach. So if you're running an ad or you're driving traffic, like where are the other places, what are we driving it to? Where are your messages living? Where does your content live? So like the website, the ads, all of these different pieces, your social media presence all kind of have to work together and be cohesive,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Yes. To kind of, you know, if somebody's over here, you're going to send them to the website. They're on the website. We're going to send them to the, um, you know, the, into the funnel. And so everything kind of has to be cohesive and have, this, have that matching or aligned messaging.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is just, as you were saying, like things, marketing is not a silo. Um, marketing needs to all work together. And that's at, le- at least when they all work together, that's when you get the best results. Um, and so when I look at, you know, this really foundations of what people need is like, you need a magnetic message. You need a message that's going to pull people in. So you need to understand who your customers are. You need to have a funnel or some kind of customer journey that people go on because everybody, Goes. They have to know, like, and trust you, and then they have to go through some kind of um, what I like to describe a funnel is more so just like how do I how does someone go from I have no idea who you are to please take my money. Everybody, every customer, every client is going to go on that path. It's going to be shorter or longer for some people. Other people may need different touch points, but really, there is some kind of journey someone has to go on to get to know you in order before they before they pay you anything. And so, your job as the business owner and as the marketer is to really understand what is that path. And then you need an amplification strategy, which Facebook ads are an amplifier. They amplify a message. They amplify a customer journey. So you don't, a lot of people try, like to start there and so they're, sent, they're, they're trying to run ads and they're sending people to a landing page that they haven't tested. They're sending people to a webinar that doesn't convert or has not converted before. And they have a lead magnet or a lead generator that has a welcome series that's broken, that's not fully actually built out and actually converting customers and actually doing its job. And so if you think about all of their different ways that you can market your business, really what I like to tell people is that you need to have an overall cohesive strategy and a plan that outlines your messaging, that outlines your fun and then breaks down your amplification strategy so that everything is working together, so that your email and your Facebook ads are working together to promote the same message and to talk to the same people. You're just talking to them differently on each channel because people need to see things multiple times before they take action, you know, And, and for each person, it's different. Someone, you may see a product or a service and say like, oh my goodness, I see this. I want to buy this right now. Someone else may say like, oh, I saw this. This looks interesting to me. Let me go to the site. Let me check out the reviews or let me go check out, you know, this person's testimonials. Um, Let me actually attend this person's webinar. Let me download this 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 um, this lead magnet. And then I'm ready to buy or then I'm ready to take that step to book a call with you or something like that. So. I'm understanding what those things are and what those different touch points are, and how you can bring them together to then make your ad make make it so that your Facebook ads are not doing all the heavy lifting because that gets expensive when your Facebook ads are doing all the heavy lifting. But if you have a system and and a, a cohesive strategy that works, um, that you can use your Facebook tra- and then you can send your Facebook traffic there, it just gets you better results in the long run.
0: That just like laid out everything that everybody needs to know about. Pay traffic, like high level about paid traffic, so that was gorgeous. I just love that you just wrapped all that. You made my life really easy. by just just going through it end to end. And here's, here's why we do this. And like you said, marketing doesn't exist in a silo, right? What I mean by that is you can't have messaging in one place that doesn't match someplace else, right? It all has Mm -hmm. to work together because people are going to bounce around and see you in different places, which one builds up that no like trust, and also reinforces the message that they need to hear based on where they are in the journey. So you really need to be crystal clear in each point, specifically, about where they're seeing it, right? Because you mentioned the the social, being on social media and advertising, there's overlap, but those are two different things. So you have to walk that fine line very carefully of how you're connecting with people on social as you're advertising to them. Like, are they there to buy things? No, they're not, but you're there to be, um, catching their attention while they're doing something else. So there there is a strategy to advertising within social, which might be different from advertising in magazines or on billboards mm-hmm. or commercials, right? So it's a very nuanced approach that you need to take as, as what it sounds like you're saying.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, people don't get on Instagram or Facebook to buy things, you know, they buy things on there. Yes, but they're not, they're not getting on Facebook to say like, Oh, let me go, you know, get on Facebook and hopefully I see an ad for, you know, a health coach right they're not looking for you know, getting on there to look for these things they're getting on there to be social they're getting on there to be entertained or educated in some kind of way and so when you think about advertising advertising the job of advertising is to get someone to take action off the platform Like we want someone to get off of Facebook. We want to get them off of Instagram. Um, If you're thinking about your social presence, your main social presence is really to keep people on the platform is to keep them engaged, to get them to follow you, um, you know, to get feedback and get comments and and all that kind of stuff. And that stuff is very valuable. And you should be using all of that to help you to understand your messaging and understand what's working. Uh, But when you take it to advertising, you have to take it a step further and understand that the goal is to get someone to take action and to leave what they were doing, to stop being so on Facebook and to actually go to your website and take a look at your landing page and sign up for your lead magnet or sign up for your webinar and go through your flow. Um, That is the goal. And so it has to be actionable. It has to spark curiosity enough to get people to actually pay attention for one, because that's the other thing that's different about social is that it moves so fast and there's always new content in your feed that you have to catch people's attention. You have to stand out um, and you have to catch people's attention enough to get them to spring them into action rather than just getting their attention to watch your video and then keep moving. You know, like, for example, with YouTube or something like that, it's very much a consume a consumption platform where you're like, I'm getting on YouTube to find the, to find an, an answer to a question I have. On social, you're getting on there to be social. And so if I want you to do something as the advertiser, if I want to get in front of you, I have to make it compelling enough to make you want to go to my site and, and to take the action that I want you to take.
0: Exactly. And that takes a special type of skill, which you have. So let's figure out how we can share this with the audience and enough to, to kind of get them out of either confusion or overwhelm or intimidation. Also understand when it is it time to use paid mm-hmm. advertising, right? Because it's not the it's not the thing you start with and it's not something you do without any kind of strategy. There's a specific place in your marketing journey to add paid advertising and, and paid traffic. So talk to us a little bit about organic versus paid and the value of each one to a business.
1: Yeah, that's a, such a great question. So organic marketing is the foundation. If you're thinking about like a house, if you're thinking about the foundation of your business, what, you know, the foundation of your marketing, organic marketing is the foundation. So you have to have that right. You have to have that solid and you have to have it working before you even start to jump into this pay to play world. Um, Because one, you want to make sure that again, your ads are not doing all the heavy lifting. You want to make sure that your email, your email marketing funnels are actually converting and that they're working. You want to make sure that you're emailing your list weekly. Just because someone sees your ad doesn't mean they're going to buy right away, but they may download your freebie and then they may not be ready to buy yet. You know, they may need to, you know, be on your list for a little while or a couple of weeks or a couple of months even to actually really, you know, get to know you. Um, And so you want to make sure that you're, you're already sending your weekly emails. You already have that on a cadence and when you're, it's already a part of your business because it doesn't stop. Like that's the thing I think people don't understand is that, you know, organic marketing is something you will always have to do. You will always have to invest in making sure your SEO is right, making sure that your emails are going out, making sure that you know you're creating content weekly, whether that's a podcast or a videos or going live or whatever that is. Right, like all of that stuff needs to continue to happen, um, and all of that stuff then to helps to inform your page strategy. And so there are differences, right? Again, like with organic marketing, is more so focused on. Nurturing people and getting them to warming them up to us, getting them to know and like us and trust. Our paid advertising is more so about springing people into immediate action, right? Like we don't want them to just see the ad and you know, not take action for 30 days, right? We want someone to see our ad, click on that thing, and you know, sign up for our lead magnet or sign up for our webinar or come to our event or all that kind of stuff. We want them to take immediate action. Organic marketing is definitely a more you know a slower process, but it's a valuable process because people need that. People need to get to know you, um, and so it's. For me, when I talk to work with my clients and when I'm advising people, um, it's really about like how do you use organic marketing as the floor, as the foundation, and then use paid social and paid advertising to then scale and get to the next level. So you have to have something that's already working before you decide to go into a paid strategy. Um, and that's why that organic marketing is so important. And you need data to get to that paid strategy. Like I don't do anything without data. And so organic marketing gives you data to be able to make informed decisions. You're not just gonna sit there and just you know make up a lead magnet that you've never t- tested before, right? Like, and just run ads to it when you don't know if that funnel converts, you don't know if that, if it even works. You know, I had someone who I was doing an audit for and I signed up for their, you know, workflow to, to look at it. And there, one of the emails in there, the link in their email didn't work simple things like that, right? These are things that you have to make sure are working so that way, when you do send an influx of traffic, because that's really what paid social is, its an, it, it can give you an influx of traffic. And so you want to make sure that everything is already locked tight and solid before you decide to send any traffic there. And so That's one of the things I would say about that is just really just making sure that like organic marketing is not optional. It's not something that you will eventually say like, oh, I don't need to do organic marketing anymore. Like, no, you need to just as a business owner, keep in mind that you will always have to do organic marketing. And it's very valuable and it creates connections with people. It builds community. Like organic marketing builds community better than paid advertising ever can. So if you want to think about, you know, those different things, like I can, you know, have some ads to go to my Facebook group. Are they going to have the same relationship with me? Whereas if I'm having a conversation with them and then I invite them into my group and then they start to feel a more of an emotional connection to me because we've had a conversation or they've seen me speak live and they've actually been you know warmed up. So all of this stuff is important. All of this stuff needs to work together. Um, and you just really need to make sure that your organic marketing is the foundation. And then you start to scale up with your paid advertising once you have the data to back it up.
0: Maybe that's where people kind of go down, go down a path, right? Because they start to do organic marketing and it can be, it can be a slog, Mm -hmm. right? If you don't Mm -hmm. already have a big audience, if you don't already have a lot of Facebook, you know, contacts or anything like this, your organic marketing is going to feel like you're talking to the void. It might feel like you're, it's going nowhere. It's not doing Mm -hmm. anything. And so they Mm -hmm. say, oh, okay, well, why don't I just pay people and drive traffic to this? But what you're what you what you're recommending is a data driven approach to to growing the business and and really having the numbers behind do things convert do things work mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. this what my audience is asking for is this what they want and and when I say is this what my audience wants they're telling me that with their dollars not just yeah. with their with their clicks and their likes, because clicks and likes don't pay the mortgage, right? So, Absolutely. If you, right, people can <laughs> tell you all day long they want they want you to build this thing, or they really are, would love for you to create this. But if they're not willing to pull out, you know, their wallet and say, "Yes, that's what I want," take my money, you know, at the end of that journey, then you don't really have any kind of conversion that's that's meaningful to your business. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so we're starting with that with that information, and then we're amplifying it with advertising and and you know the Facebook ads. To bring in the crowds to a foundation that's already solid. Yeah. We're not we're not starting with a cracked foundation. We know what already works. We just want to we just want more of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, how frustrating is it if you see an ad, you sign up for something, and the link is broken, or oh, the download didn't come through. Oh, that, that, that those kinds of things start to hurt that no like and trust factor, right? Like if I sign up for a freebie and I give you my email address and I don't get it. I, that creates an unwow. Like when I, when I worked at Zappos, we all, it was always about wowing customers. Like we want to make sure our, our people are well taken care of. And that's something that I take into my business and work with my clients on. So it's like if thing, if, I'm giving, if I've am i decided, yes, I'm going to give you my email address. Because really, like, you know, now we, we understand that our email addresses are like a currency. You know, we used to be in a place where people would just give their email addresses. But now we know if I give you my email address, that means that you're going to be emailing me something else. Right. That means I'm on your list. That means you're going to be marketing to me. You're going to be selling to me. And so people know that, right? People know that now. And so in order for me to give you my email address, I have to be getting something in it in return. I have to be getting something valuable. And if I say, "Oh yes, I want this valuable thing that I think will really really help my business or help or help my life." And I sign up for it from an ad and I don't get it. It's like, "Oh, moving on. You know, I'm going to, you know, continue to look for my solution." Um, and the other thing is like when you don't have the data, it's like, well, wh- what are you putting? What messages are you highlighting in your ads? That's the other thing is like, because a lot of people are just like, oh, buy this, sign up for this. But that doesn't make, that doesn't compel people into action, right? People are not buying things. They don't buy Pepsi just because it's Pepsi anymore. You know, we used to be in a day of Coke versus Pepsi and people just, people were, you know, people either bought Coca Cola or they bought Pepsi, right? And it's whoever had the loudest voice, you know, in your area and it had the biggest presence won. But nowadays, we want to know like, what does Pepsi stand for, right? Like, wh- what do they support? Like, what are the messages? What are the ingredients in this bottle, or, you know, in in this soda, right? Like, you know, how is this going to affect my health? Like, what what kind of causes are they supporting? So people are more informed consumers now. They know that they see an ad. If I see an ad on Facebook, I know it's an ad, right? You don't need to hide and say, like, oh, let me use Learn More as a call to action when I really want people to sign up for something, or I really want people to buy something because I want to seem less salesy. Like, it's an ad. We know it's an ad. It's your, your job is sell to me right like you know it's okay but when you but when you connect with people and you take the messages that you get from your data, right? Like if you really understand who your customers are and you know what their pain points are, you know what transformations they wanna receive, you know why they shop with you or why they come to you. Those are the things that you put in your ads. And that's how you, can, that's how you connect with people in a social way on a social platform and then compel them to take action is really connecting with them in your creative and your copy and making sure that they fully understand that you know who they are and you can solve their problem. So if you don't have any data What exactly are you putting in your ads? You're just telling people to say, buy, 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 because this is what I want people to do. I want people to buy this thing. But if you take time to figure out, like, what is the journey that people have to go on to buy my course or to sign up for my services? What, you know, what messages really brought my best customers in? You know, when you take the time to understand that information, it really just helps you to it really informs the strategy that you're putting together for your advertising. It really informs the creative and the landing pages that you're using and all that kind of stuff. So strategy has to come first. Execution has to come second.
0: Okay. You just touched on something that is so important. And, and that is that consumers now are not just looking to buy a thing to solve a problem, but they're also buying products from brands that stand for the same things that they do. Your mission and your, the approach that you're taking to creating your product is so much more important now to customers than it used to be. And one thing you mentioned earlier is like, you know, in your ad and things aren't working, the links are broken. People will call you out. They'll yeah. comment on your ad too. They'll be like, I re- I see, I signed up and I didn't get it. Or mm-hmm. I got this and the link was broken in the email. So you, you definitely have to test all that stuff out. No joke, because you will get called out in the comments and I don't, <laughs> it's not going to exactly. look good. That's going to impact your conversion. No doubt. Especially now, customers are just, they're not joking around. If they see a brand, they want to know, you know, who's behind this brand? What do they stand for? What's their mission? How do they create their product? Are they ethical? Is this a Black-owned business? Because I really want to put my money behind, you know, historically Mm -hmm. marginalized populations. I really want to support brands that have been kind of, you know, stifled in the past. So Mm -hmm. I really want to, I'm really conscious of where I'm spending my money. And this is, like you said, information that needs to be part of your creative and part of your copy and Mm -hmm. just part of your brand in general. So Mm -hmm. I think that's really important to keep in mind as you're like you said, creating this strategy, which always comes first and then the implementation and, and execution is second.
1: That's spot on. You know, it's it, it's all spot on for sure.
0: Well, I'm just loving this so much. Do you ever just feel like you hear so many people talking about stuff and it's not meaty? I, I don't yeah. eat meat, but I hate to use that term. I'm a vegetarian. But I like it's just <laughs> like like so important the things that are really drive sales, which are mm-hmm. you know, trusting a brand. And you know, we talk about no no like and trust what does that even mean and how do yeah. you even do that that's such a, a nebulous term that people just say oh if i just keep showing up people will trust me it's like no 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 you have to actually stand for something you have to show people who you are and then you're ethical and you are authentic and it's so it's be, building your brand is is just as important as building your product
1: yeah Yeah, it really is. And like leaning into your brand that like your brand is what what makes you different, right? Like you could be saying the same message as another person or another coach, but the way that you say it and the approach that you have is different. And that's something I've had to learn just even myself um, when I have just decided to really kind of step out on my own and, you know, try to really just amplify my voice in this, in the marketing and advertising industry. I had to realize that, you know, people... Some people were saying the same things that I'm saying. Like, you know, they say, you know, the foundations of marketing, but a lot of people don't, right? A lot of people don't talk strategy. And that's one of the things I had to realize. Like, I didn't realize that people weren't talking about strategy. Um, And because that strategy is my bread and butter. That's for me, everything comes back to a strategy. For me, when I was at Zappos, we always had a strategy for everything. There was no, like, we're just winging it. There's no, we we don't have any data points that we're not using from. We're just like, oh, you know, let's get this croc and let's just try it and see what happens. Like we had, you know, we launched a, you know, clue this croc exclusive is one of the last biggest campaigns I worked on when I, before I left. And although it was an exclusive launch and it was a new product, we weren't shooting from the, from the dark, right? We had data, we were testing, we had plenty of data testing how to sell crocs. And so we take all that data and put it into our strategy to, to dictate what does a creative look like? what does the copy look like what landing what does the landing page look like you know how is it laid out like what you know all of that stuff you know you use all any data that you have in your business is so important you know so important to look at and either whether you're using it for an amplification strategy like facebook ads or you're using it for you know for email marketing or anything like that like you have data in your business You just have to be able to be intentional with looking at it and understanding what it means. Like, looking at your Facebook comments. Like, what do people say? What language do they use when they talk to you about your services? That's the copy that you should be using. Those are the things that you should be using in your ads, right? Like, your ads are not about you. They're about the customer and they're about your cut your client, right? And so a lot of times people recreate ads that are about themselves, they're about my business and how I can help you and the solutions that I provide. But what you fail to do and what you and why it doesn't resonate and why it's not hitting is because the person that is consuming that message is thinking about their problem. They're thinking about their transformation, they're thinking about the solution that they want, right? They're not thinking about the solution that you can provide. And so the way that you connect with them is to to make sure that you know you lead with empathy, leading with With a you know a video ad, for example, where you're connecting with someone in that first two seconds to catch their attention. And the way you catch people's attention is by talking about them, not talking about you. You know, you talk about what problems they're having and what issues they're they're experiencing currently. And that catches their attention. And then you start to take them on a journey where you're like, huh, you know, this is, I understand where you're feeling. I understand the pain points. This is a transformation you want. And then you start to talk about yourself. Like, don't talk about yourself first. Don't even talk about yourself second. <laughs> you know, you want to talk about them for the good chunk of that ad is all about them and connecting with them and making sure that they fully understand who you are and what you stand for and your approach to, you know, to getting them to the solution and the the approach that you have to get them to solution. is not your course, right? People are not buying your course. They're not buying your service. They're buying a solution, right? They're buying a transformation. They're buying the fact that you're saying that you can help me in 30 days and where I'll feel, you know, super confident, right? They're buying the confidence. They're not buying the actual program that you're putting them through. And so when you think about that in your marketing, your advertising and any of the messages that you're putting out, like, Talk about the talk about their problem, their transformation, and then present your solution as a way to get them to the next step, to get them to where they want to be, and to get them to that transformation. Not as like. Oh, Hey, you should buy it because it's awesome. And it has all these features and you'll get, you know, you know, we will be able to meet once a month and we'll be like, nobody care. I don't care how often we meet if you get me a solution, right? Like I, I'm going to, I'm buying into your process, you know? And so in, in doing that, I have to buy into you and I have to buy into your brand. And so you want to make sure that whatever, you know, your brand is authentically you. And that's the way that you stand out, right? Being yourself. Like I tell my clients, they're like, Oh, you know, So many people talk about money mindset and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, nobody talks about it the way that you talk about it. Nobody says the specific words that you say. And nobody listens to your customers like you do. And people, nobody knows your customers like you do. And I tell my clients, I'm like, I'm just a facilitator. You know your clients. I know ads. And so I'm pulling out of you all the information that I can get About your customers. I'm going through your Amazon reviews. I'm going through your Facebook page reviews and looking at what people are saying and the language that people are using. And then we're creating ads based on your customers, you know? And so you have the data in your business. You just have to really be intentional with paying attention to it and understanding, like, what does this data mean and how can I use it to take my business to the next level? And that's how you scale, right? Scaling is about data, it's about incremental change and it's about tweaking things. To get them to perform the best that they can, right? It's not about doing all the things. It's not about saying, like, oh, I'm on TikTok and I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook and I'm running ads and I'm doing email. Like, it's not about doing all that stuff. It's about saying, like, I have a really clear funnel that works. I have a really, really strong message, and I can take it and I can master Facebook ads. I can master my email marketing. And then maybe I'll take those learnings and I'll put it on another channel. And I'll see if I can get it to work on TikTok or I'll see if I can get it to work on LinkedIn. But really, it's about like making sure that. Whatever you're doing, you're looking at each different data point along that funnel, along that journey, and you're tweaking as need be. Like changing a landing page could literally, you know, double your conversions, right? Like or like changing, you know, going from, you know, changing a headline could could adding a video, all those kinds of things. These are that's how you scale, right? You figure out what works, you take a look at it, you look at the data, and you use the data to make decisions on how to improve and get it to the next level.
0: Something that you said jumped right out at me is that people are there; they don't want to talk about you. They're, they're not interested in your solution. They want to be seen. They want to be heard, and they want to be understood. Yeah. That's how you get. That's how you get a conversion. Is making somebody feel like, oh, they see me. They understand what I'm going through. They're hearing. They're they're literally understanding the words that I'm saying and using the words that I'm saying to describe the problem that I have, right? So I, I've seen a lot of um, you know coaches, and they they come out with their with their program, and they're focused on selling their program. And it's like your program can be super great and it can have, like you said, all the features, the meetings, the calls, the, the videos, things. That's transportation. That's not transformation. Yeah. Right? So I have, love that. Yeah. That's, that's how you get somebody to where they want to go, but nobody's buying, nobody's buying like a plane ticket because they love riding planes. They want to get cool. to, they want to get on to vacation. So sell them the end point the transformation the point b or like where it is that they want to be like don't don't be selling like how comfortable the seats are and the movie you're going to show and the awesome Mm -hmm. meal like nobody cares they're on the plane because they have to be on the plane to get where they want to go so focus on where they want to go and 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 they're going to buy the transportation because they need to get there however it's delivered they really don't care Mm -hmm. like that's not important to them Um, that that might be that might be information that you kind of that's secondary, right? They want to feel like they're getting a good experience, right? They don't want to be, they don't want to ride to to Vegas in the trunk of a car, right? They just, they still want like that experience to be, yeah. that was weird. I don't know why I said that, but, uh, but like they want it to be comfortable and they want to have, feel like they're, they're having a good experience as they're doing it. They don't want to be tortured, but they still just really are, their main concern is where they're going to end up. So much gold in there. I love that. So can we talk a little bit, we've kind of touched on this a lot intermittently but let's blatantly like just have it out like the mistakes that people make when it comes to running facebook ads
1: yeah face um one of the biggest mistakes i see is one starting too early Um, and a lot of people, one, they, a lot of people jump into Facebook ads because they are a great way to get a lot of traffic, right? They're a great way to get sales. They are, you know, they work, you know, I, I definitely stand behind the fact that Facebook ads definitely work and and they work for a variety of different industries. Um, but a lot of times people are jumping in too early. They're jumping in before they know exactly who they're talking to. And so when I work with clients that the main things I'm like, these are the things we need to have in place. We need to make sure that you understand who your customers are deeply and intimately. And so that way we can create messaging that resonates because messaging is the first piece of it. You have to create a message that's going to resonate with people. Um, And again, just like we were saying earlier, saying just buy this, buy this, sign up for this. That does not work. You know, that people are not just buying stuff just because you tell them or just because you put your product in front of them does not mean they're going to buy it. You know, they have to have a compelling reason to leave their social platform to then go take that next step of looking at your landing page. Starting too early means, you know, you, you have to lock down your messaging and know who you're talking to, knowing what messages resonate with them? knowing what messages, what have drawn your best customers to your circle. Like take a look at your best customers and your best clients. Like what journey did they go on to get to you? And then you also need to make sure that in place before you start your ads, you have that funnel that converts. You have a place that you can send people because that is the goal with Facebook ads or any kind of advertising is to get them to leave the platform and go to your world and come into your site and come into your community. Um, So you have to have a journey that people go on where they have multiple touch points that is automated so that way you can just send traffic through there and people are getting the same experience. Um, and then you just want to make sure that you have a plan, you have a strategy, like you need to have like, understand like, what are your KPIs? Like, you know, what what numbers matter to your business? You know, and, and that's what you track, right? <laughs> a lot of people are tracking. As another mistake is that people are like boosting posts and they're tracking vanity metrics. And I put those two together because a boosted post is essentially You telling Facebook that you want more engagement because Facebook has been able to identify, you know, behaviors and habits of its users. So someone who is more likely to buy something, someone who is more likely to just look at something, someone who is more likely to actually, you know, go to some, you know, view your view, your ad and actually go to your landing page and read your blog post, or actually sign up for your lead magnet. Right. That's able to bucket people. And so an engagement post or a boosted post is essentially just telling Facebook, hey, show this to more people who are going to like, comment and share. And like you said earlier, likes, comments and shares do not pay the bills. OK, we want sales. We want conversions. We want people to take action, um, you know, that are that are off the platform. And so that's another mistake. Boosting posts. I think boosting posts is a waste of money, in my opinion. Um, another mistake is not leaning into their creative and and skimping on the creative. Um, And I will tell you that in this post iOS 14 world, I I was in a position where I was running ads before iOS 14 privacy updates came out. And I also ran ads after the privacy update comes out. And I will tell you that what wins and what beats out the algorithm and, and, and all of these changes is your creative, is a message that resonates, is being able to really, really, Take your time and create a message or create a video or create an you know some copy that really resonates with people, that really speaks to your ideal client and where they are and takes them on a journey and makes them you know just feel so compelled to take action that they can, that they know you're talking directly to them and i have to take action i need this solution i need to take this first step to get to my solution because i am sick of feeling like this or i'm sick of you know having having this experience right that's what you really want to take people on because that's what they feel right they are sick of it right if people are because you're talking to people who are in a state of looking for a solution right we're not talking to people who have no idea that they have a problem especially not with our Facebook ads, right? That's something that you can maybe use with your organic marketing and start to build people up. But with your Facebook ads, you want to talk to people who are right before taking action. They're right at that moment where they're like, this is hurting me enough for me to actually take action. And it doesn't necessarily have to have a, you know, be a pain point. It could barely be a, you know, something really, really good and really exciting that they have in their life. Like it could be like, if I think about, you know, like, I was talking about wedding um, advertising the other day, and you think about wedding advertising—they're not selling you rings; they're selling you experiences. They're telling, selling you memories, right? Like, so you don't have to—it doesn't have to be something negative that you, you know, put in front of people. Because I know sometimes people are just like, oh, "I don't want to hit on people's pain points." You know, think of a pain point as just something that someone is thinking about over and over again—something that's really, you know, on their mind. Whether it's something happy, whether it's something sad, um, or whether it's something really kind of neutral, but something in their mind is is you know something that they're stressing about a little bit and they need to find a solution for those are the people that you want to talk to um, because those are the people that are right at that moment where i just need some information i need a little bit more information to take action or maybe i don't know that that you have a solution but i know that i'm looking for a solution you know and so the, so those are some of the mistakes like jumping in too early not really prioritizing your creative um, not taking the time to really understand the you know what Facebook what the mechanisms mean behind Facebook because there is really it is really important to make sure your ads are set up correctly um, you know structurally they have to be set up correctly um, but from and from my perspective is like when you have the solid strategy in place that dictates how you build it when I know that I'm going for sales I know I'm going to use a sales objective and I know I'm creating you know messages that speak to sales if I'm going for a lead generation or a lead, you know a lead magnet. I, you know, adjust accordingly. I set it up differently, you know? And so really like all of those things, you know, play into the success of your Facebook ads. And it gets overwhelming sometimes. That's why I try to help people more one-on-one rather than doing courses and stuff like that. Because courses are really good at giving you the technical setup, um, but it's really hard to talk through strategy and to, to work through strategy, um, specifically and customized to your business um, and your clients and your messaging and all that kind of stuff when you are just taking a course that's designed for the masses rather than really just designed for, you know, hands-on with your business.
0: That makes sense, right? With the proliferation of, of everybody putting out a course on how to do things, it's really hard to create a strategy based on a course, if you don't understand what needs to go into that, if you like there, and it, it sounds like there's a lot, there's a lot behind Facebook ads. It's not just go in, like you said, boost a post, but don't boost a post. Cause it's a waste of money. Like it's not just click a button, make it in just, and traffic just starts pouring in. There's a lot that goes into setting up an ad that's going to feed your funnel and really attract the people that you want to be attracting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot that goes into it. I mean, I've personally built over 1200 Facebook ad campaigns. And like, that's not that's like literally not even, you know, thinking about things that had to be rebuilt, because it was built incorrectly, or that what well, this wasn't working, so we had to reach, you know, reset it and kind of rebuild it. Um, and so there is a lot that goes into it there. And, and, and a lot of it is a lot of it is resolved with strategy. Like if you understand like I can talk you through the technical build. like if you understand what an attribution window is and you understand you know how to select your targeting, all that stuff is super important, but it's very surface level. It's very much like this is the, the next step. But the step before that, before you build it is actually creating creative that's impactful. And the way that you do that is by having a strategy that outlines the messages that you're going to be highlighting. And that way, and when you up when you document things, you can also test them. Because that's another thing with you know Facebook ads and any kind of advertising in general. And even marketing, I would even argue. Marketing, everything is a test. Everything you're marketing is a test. And that's why, you know, people look at Facebook ads and they're just like, oh, I tried Facebook ads and they didn't work. And I'm like, okay, well, what was the strategy behind it? And they're just like, I just wanted to get signed up for my webinar. And it's like, That's not a strategy. That's an outcome that you want, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but the strategy is like is what messages are we using and highlighting to get people into this event? Right. What what creative are we putting in front of them? That's the strategy. The technical build of it is what happens after you create the creative, after you make sure the landing, if you after you create the landing page, after you do all the stuff that goes into really making an impactful marketing campaign then you go in and you build it. So it's always it's always secondary to me, at least. And of the 1,200 campaigns that I've built, and probably even maybe more than that, because I just stopped counting after 1,200. I was um,
0: going to say, like, <laughs> is there a tick? Like, do you have a tick wall? Right, where just, you're <laughs> just, like, keeping track of, like, all these?
1: Yeah, yeah. I added it up before I left, kind of. Before I left Zappos, I did add up all my numbers, all the campaigns I've built, all that kind of stuff, to really just give myself a full picture. And it was a little scary for me to just be able to be like, wow, this is a lot. Um, but when you're so in the weeds, it really is just like, and then we had tools that helped us to build campaigns. So it's not like I was building it from scratch every single time. Uh, there are tools out there that you can use if you are building a high volume of ads and stuff like that. But most of the time, you know, most business owners that I come across, most of my clients we're building it directly in Facebook. Um, and there's, and, and honestly, that's one of the best places to do it because Facebook's build changes so often that these platforms and these software companies are having a hard time catching up. I mean, or keeping up, you know, cause they, Facebook could change something tomorrow and they don't tell you that they're changing something, right? You just go in and it's different. They do have like, you know, try to have helpful links and they have chat support and all that kind of stuff, but. You know, sometimes I mean, it was it was definitely nice when I was, you know, being at a big brand because you did get a little bit of an inkling of what was coming out first and what stuff you got to be in betas and all that kind of stuff. So it was nice to be able to like try features out and be able to give feedback and all that kind of good stuff. Um, You know, but when you're when you're when you're running ads, really like you're like a lot of a lot of my clients, a lot of people I come across, like maybe you only need an extra 10, 100 a thousand customers, right? You don't need an extra million customers. So you don't need to be thinking about ads on such a large scale because you're not looking to get like millions of customers. Um, but if you're just looking to get that next, you know, an extra 10 people in your group coaching program, or you're looking to get, you know, an extra thousand people on your email list and you're trying to really just, you know, get to the next level. So that way you can start to create more offers for your people and scale your business with that thousand or 2000 people that you have on your email list. That's a great you know that's a good way to go right like you can approach that in a way from that's one, one thing I love about facebook ads is that you can approach it from a way of like you know starting small and and amplifying and getting bigger um you know just as your business starts to grow and as your need grows
0: so this is a great segue into your your business and how clients can work with you. So you mentioned, you know, you always start with strategy and then the implementation and the technical part comes second. Talk to us a little bit about what it looks like to work with you and, you know, what your um, what your offers look like.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so working with me is very, like, very again heavy on strategy, um, and so I'm a strategist at heart. I love to help people with strategy and to really look at all the different pieces that they have of their marketing and just really be able to ground them and give them clarity on what they should be focused on. Um, and so, way that clients work with me is I have a VIP day where we will sit down for a day and we will go through your ad strategy. I will take a look at your numbers and do an audit if you have been running ads before, and we'll, I'll really take a look at your numbers and pull out you know some actionable insights that I believe that you should that you can take in. Immediate action on to to change, and then also within that day, we sit down for a couple hours and we put together your strategy and we talk about what is your magnetic messaging, what funnels should you be using, Um, you know, what what, making sure that your organic marketing is working and different things that you have in place within your organic marketing to make sure that your ads get the best bang for their buck. Um, And so, and 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 then we do some training if you need, you know, best practices training or you know setup training, all that kind of good stuff. I walk you through. Um, what you need to know for your business, based on what we've outlined from the earlier in that in the day, so that you really just are trained on what you need to know. Because I'm, there's so many things you can do with Facebook ads, and so many different, you know, tools and techniques, and going in the back of business manager is intimidating for some people. Um, I've lived in it for years, so I guess so I know where stuff is, and I get it and I so you know some they change things around, and you get a little confused sometimes. Um, but understand being able to tell people like this is what you need to be doing. You need to be building these kinds of audiences and this is how you do it. Or you need to be building, you know, using um, this type of creative and these are the best practices and this is how you, you know, create an, an impactful video. Um, And so, yeah, and then people have access to me for 30 days after so I can, you know, be a Voxer so we can just kind of talk about the campaigns and stuff that they have going on. Um, But that's how clients can work with me. I also um, work with clients in a more consulting space where they have a marketing team and they have some people that um, they are working on their marketing. But like, They have a lot of doers on their team. They don't have a lot of thinkers. A lot of times as business owners, we surround ourselves with doers because that's what we need because we're always thinking, right? We're the thinker of the, we're we're the one leading the ship. We're the one with the vision. We're the one that's thinking. But a lot of times when I come across business owners that come to my services, they are really great at their craft, but they are not a marketer. You know, they they, they they've they gotten themselves this far with, with their marketing and they're like, yeah, you know, we do some marketing, but everything's a little disjointed. Right. Like emails doing its thing, socials doing its thing, but nothing is connected. Nothing's coming together. We really want to scale. We don't know how to get to the next level. Um, and so I work with clients in that capacity where I'm a consultant and I really help to create the strategy for their team and help their team to then go on and execute that strategy. Um, so those are kind of different ways that clients can work with me heavy on the strategy and making sure that we really, really understand that you know the strategy comes first, the build and the execution of all the other things come second.
0: Stacy, I love that because like we mentioned, people can get a little intimidated and overwhelmed with Facebook and sometimes just technical tools in general. So I love that you take the time to not just do the strategy and say, okay, this is what's going to work for your business based on what you've told me, but here are the tools that i recommend you need you don't you don't need to know everything i'm not going to sit down and like try to teach you everything the ins mm-hmm. and outs a to z of facebook um of a facebook ads but this is what i would recommend you focus on these are the things you need to know how to do blinders on don't get distracted don't mm-hmm. start fiddling with the buttons over here or the levers over there like don't worry about it just you know do the things that you need to do and then you know i'm here for 30 days if you have more questions we need to tweak like we can do that. We can get together and, and, or you can, you know, Vox for me and we can have chats about any, any updates that, that need to be made. I love that because it's really empowering. You know, for me personally, I know a, a big mission in my business the, behind my business is helping women who are online health and wellness professionals, because I find a lot of times these, these individuals are people, people, not necessarily tech people, like people kind of over they, they, they find they just, they're self-described as not tech people. And I like mm-hmm. to be able to go in and say, look, here's what we're doing. We're in WordPress. This is, you know, this is how you do this. We're in Divi. We're creating, you know, your website, like. This is how you do this. This is how you make these updates. So empowering your clients to be able to be a little su- to be self sufficient as they're running their own business. And I think that's really powerful. And and I love that, Stacey. This is just so amazing. You have given us so much helpful information.
1: Yeah, I will just say to to wrap it up. Um, I'll say don't be afraid to put your face in your ads. Don't be afraid to a lot of I end up coming across a lot of people that are afraid to create video ads or they're create they're afraid to be, you know, put their face in their advertising. It's like, oh, millions of people are going to see this. But, you know, the way that you connect with people is by showing up for them, um, especially as a health coach. You know, people want to see who they're going to be working with. So if you decide to run ads and that kind of thing. Don't be afraid to just set up your video. Like, I, I, when I say set up your camera, like, I literally have my clients, like, they will set up their phone and just record a video. You know, like, it doesn't have to be highly produced. In fact, you know, we're leaning more into a world where highly produced isn't even as effective. You know, people like to see authentic. That's why TikTok is so, you know, big, right? People love to see authentic in the moment stuff. You know, so you don't have to think about like, let me hire a production crew and do this whole big thing, especially if you're using, if you're not using any, a whole lot of data to be like, this is, you know, paying all these people to make this creative that you don't even know is going to work. You know, and so don't be afraid to put your face out there. You know, don't be afraid to talk to your people. Um, And yeah, and just really just... Whenever, if you ever need any assistance, please just let me know, um, hit me up. I love to help. I create a lot of free content. Um, I have a free private podcast that talks all about this kind of stuff. Um, and so really like get the information out there. Cause I, I find that a lot of times it's a lack of information. Um, like people don't know what a boosted post actually is because Facebook's like, oh, a boost post, boosted post. And you're like, OK, sure. I'll dabble into some paid advertising. I'll set five bucks aside a day. But you don't realize that you're just boosting to get more likes and comments because of technically what, it, what a boosted post technically is, you know. And so get the information. Don't be afraid to put your face out there and, you know, just don't be afraid to try it. You know, be the CEO. We got to try things. We got to do different things to try to, you know, get our message in front of people who need it, you know, and there are 2.8 billion people on Facebook. So somebody on there needs your message. <laughs> so that was that in was front of
0: billion with a B. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> really? Is that yeah. what we're up to now? Yeah, oh it's
1: 2.9 monthly and that's billion monthly active users, which means that 2.9 billion people log into that at least once every 30 days.
0: Wow. Okay. Once, so I think, if- I think
1: Instagram is at 1.9.
0: Right. So if you're listening and you're like, okay, well, I only need 10 clients to hit my goal. I only need 20 clients. I think out of the billion that are on Facebook, I think maybe you should, you could probably find those 10 or 20 people that you need to like keep your business running. (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just,
0: just going to go ahead and float that, and, and I think that I think that's probably a true statement. Well, Stacey, this has been amazing, and I know that for me, Facebook ads have been intimidating, and but this has given me a little bit more of a um, a boost here, no pun intended, to go back and and take a look and see how I can how I can implement this and add this to my strategy, Um, obviously to funnels that are already converting and not going to go in and just start throwing spaghetti at the wall, but Mm -hmm. this is, this is really great. And so what I'm going to be doing is putting all of your links in the show notes and anybody who wants to connect with Stacy, please do. She's uh, very active on Facebook. She does lives all the time. She has, like she said, a private podcast where I, I mean, if this interview is any kind of indication of, of the, information that Stacy provides please please sign up for it and get on Stacy's list and learn from her she is brilliant Stacy thank you so much for spending this time with us i really really appreciate it thank you so much i had a great time Thanks for listening, and if you liked this episode, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Check out our show notes for this episode where you can find any of the links and resources that were mentioned during the show. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.